Africa is the second largest and second most populous continent in the world. It still stands as the poorest and most underdeveloped continent with a continental GDP of just 2.4% of the world. As a continent, Africa's got political leaders, business leaders and intellectual elites. Something's wrong somewhere. Incompetence leadership in most African countries is not only the problem of people who occupy positions of power. It is in fact a mere reflection of the leadership culture. Let's talk leadership. Let's talk African leadership. This is the Eagles Chat. Hello Eagles, this is Jocelyn Sigua. Welcome to the Eagles Chat Podcast and this is the second season. I'm very glad that you're here and today we'll be looking on the different options and alternatives that leaders have when it comes to reacting to difficult situations as they lead. On today's episode, without wasting any time, I'm going to jump straight to it. Um, we are going to look into different factors that are adapted by Lewis Evans and the different laws of leadership by John Maxwell. And I'm going to start with a simple scenario that we can all relate with. And as simple as this scenario is, I want each one of us to think of, to think of the most difficult experience we've had as leaders and how we managed to go about it. So this is a scenario and you can put in your head any scenario that you can relate with. Uh, imagine you're the team lead, you're the CEO, you're the manager, and you've called in a meeting with your team. This meeting is supposed to start at 9 and it's already 9, 9 a.m., 9 sharp, and there's just one person in the meeting. Okay? And then you have to wait. 15 minutes later, uh, someone else walks in and he apologizes. Oh, sorry, sorry, sir. Uh, I was really caught up in traffic. I just, I, I, I'm glad that I made it here. Okay? You're patient. In the next 10 minutes, someone else walks in and just sits without really giving any explanation about why they are late or why they couldn't make it for the meeting. Okay. And one hour later, you have to start the meeting because it's only five people in the meeting and you really have to keep going. So then you, you do this presentation. It's, it's a presentation that you've prepared for months because this meeting was important and you were hoping that everyone could be on board. It's a powerful presentation. You present it to the team. And then a week later, actually things are still the same. Nothing has changed. The morale is still low. People are not doing their jobs. The KPIs are not reached. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating. I can understand. Now, in many ways, and in many ways, we are packed with choices on how we can respond to such situation. And as leaders, we need to understand that these situations are opportunities for us to excel with our influence or to minimize our influence. And it shows how much we are worth or how much we can really drive the results that we need. So um, the, actual, the actual natural way that most people react, let's call this the red button, um, it's the attack. At this, at this choice, um, as a leader, you can just say, ah, how dare you come late, Angel? How dare you come late in this meeting? I'm tired. I pay you millions of money at the end of the month, and this is how you repay me. You're late for this meeting. And then you could just bust out and say, you're fired. I'm done. <laughs> or you could literally just shout 
um, take a glass and throw it over the wall and show everyone how pissed off you are because you've really worked hard for this meeting and no one has showed up. I understand as leaders we are heavily invested in our job. Um, there is so much emotional investment that is part of all that because our minds and our hearts and all that we are is packed into the whole process. And so it's natural to react that way. Uh, we need to understand that this choice, this choice is not the most mature choice and it's not very safe because it actually repels people from us. And I want to marry this with what Maxwell says as he speaks about the law of process. He says it is, it is the fact that leadership develops in a daily, in a, in a daily basis. It's not in a day. And you can feel when a person, you can feel and see where a person will end by watching their daily habits and their priorities. So whenever a difficult situation like this arises, how you respond to it can elevate you or can push you way down into the light, into the ladder of influence. Well, now that was the first button. The second button we can choose to press, let's call this the yellow button. Now, instead of attacking everyone in this meeting and every member of your team who's not taking ownership and who's not being responsible, all the attack filters and come back and comes back to yourself. At this stage, you are at a point where you start doubting yourself and you tell yourself things like, okay, I am so stupid. Do they even trust me? Do they really think that I'm capable of leading? And you'll start saying things like, why did I even call the meeting at 9 a.m.? My goodness, I'm so stupid. I could at least make it at 12 before lunch. Ah, does Amina really think I'm cut for this job? Look at them, what are they thinking of me? <laughs> and yes, this is the imposter syndrome. It's natural, it's very natural for us as leaders to play victim and to feel that we are in doubt of ourselves because of how people are reacting to what we are telling them to do. People don't always respond to our expectations and it is not safe when we attack ourselves. We just need to learn to look at things in a better perspective. Now, at this point, I want us to understand that the highest form of intelligence is the ability to observe ourselves without judging. We need not to judge ourselves but rather reflect. Um, I want to marry this with John Maxwell's powerful law and he speaks about the law of the inner cycle. How we judge ourselves is mostly a description of how we believe other people are thinking of who we are. Now we need to be in position where we, we surround ourselves with people who believe in our ability, with people who believe in our grit, with people who believe in who we are. And once we have this force behind us, it elevates us and allows us to truly believe in ourselves. I understand egos. We've learned this a lot. We know that um, the friends you have today are going to define and elevate who you become as a person. But please, I cannot emphasize this enough. A leader's potential is determined by those that are closest to him. So make sure that self-doubt is not what, what crowds your thinking every time something goes wrong. So the first thing I talked about here was the red button. And this was attacking, uh, throwing in bad words and cursing your people and just just being rude and mean because that's how you naturally react. This is, this is our childhood instinct. But the second button here I'm talking about is self-doubt where all of the attack comes into ourselves and we feel like we're not good enough and not worthy of leading. And this is also not the right way to react.
So um, this, the, 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 the third way we could choose to react, this is the third button. We Let's call it the green button. Um, in this, in, in, imagine people walk into the meeting late. You have one person until it's 9.15. There's just one person in the meeting. And <laughs> the only thing you do is just drink water. And you have this jug and a glass of water in the table and you just drink water calm down you tell yourself calm down calm down it will be fine then you drink water and you're like okay another person just walked in let me take another glass of water <laughs> um yes we we have as leaders we have different personalities and with our african personalities oh it's a lot of drama but some leaders are just tuned to just wait and they're just calm and they just you know they're just observing and watching what to, what what is happening they may not really know how to respond but <laughs> but they just choose to wait and I, I i am afraid to say that a lot of people fall prey to this one because they don't know whether they should be harsh or they should be polite and so they just wait and sometimes they end up waiting for too long and it brings a message that is an in, that is unintended to the people that are following um the green chair is good because at some point it helps you to wait to observe and to try to see what is going on but you need to know when to stop like when to move away from this button it's good when you wait uh, the next button this is the blue button and it is a very crucial it's a very crucial choice that we should make as we lead this is a stage that allows us to it allows us to con to to detect what is going on it allows us to understand the atmosphere the tension the excitement the morale of what is going on with that with our teams in this in this stage we detect a lot of things and we take charge to understand our boundaries and how far we can go into driving things. Um, I want to quickly marry this with John Maxwell's law of intuition. And he, he, he impeccably describes this as the ability to, to smell things within their team. It is, the, it is the ability where leaders can sense the attitudes that people have. They are able to detect even the chemistry of the, of the team. And they don't need to, 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 to work very hard through things or go through reports or try to, to find some scientific explanation. But it's just a feeling and understanding. It's an intuition that leaders are supposed to have as they go about leading people. Now, when you are in this stage, it shows that how you can build up your, how you can build up the, this meeting that you're trying to put the team together, how you can allow everyone to be excited and to be in sync with the significance of this meeting. It starts with how you call the meeting, how you allow people to have ownership of this thing and how you make it about everyone else and not just about yourself. We need to understand how we can better detect what is going on with our teams and as leaders i want to really encourage and emphasize this that it starts by knowing ourselves very well because we all know that knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom so when you understand your boundaries you understand your strengths you understand how you will connect with amina how you connect with george how you connect with asha then you know how to get into their personal personal 
personal excitements and personal priorities and that is how you drive things now the final button and this is the orange this is the purple button uh, this is the point where we connect with the people um, so we move from attacking ourselves attacking our people from full of self-doubt or waiting a lot but now we shift from being able to detect what's going on and then now we can connect with the people that we are leading at this stage we we can only do this when we are we are packed with a big vision of what we are trying to build and this big vision should be inserted clearly in our heads in our hearts but it should also be equally communicated to the people that we are leading okay I cannot overemphasize the significance of communicating your vision to your team. And this goes beyond just a statement that you place in the banners or in your website. This has to go beyond beyond words. It has to be communicated um, in how you, you, you even make your documents or even how you... You, you carry yourself and how you talk to your people. It can be, it can, it, you can communicate this vision at, at a one-on-one -on -one level with your team members. Maybe you know that uh, somebody in your team likes reading books and try to, to, to bring this vision in his world from the way that he sees it. But the most important thing for leaders who are leading big teams, you have to understand that your immediate team players, your fellow leaders or your fellow management team also have to be on the same page as you are. And the most powerful thing you need to do here is to ensure that every person in your team um, has ownership of that vision. Um, shifted from making it only about you. Okay, now I'm, I'm deeply rooted into a vision topic and that's not where I want to go. But the purple button, this is about connecting with your team. And because we have a deeper understanding of others, at this stage we are able to create a vision that others can buy into as well. Um, I want to marry this with the law of connection. And it says, um, I know we've heard of this a number of times, but it says leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand. And sometimes as leaders, we are very emotionally invested. Like I said earlier, we're invested into the strategies, into the goals, into the vision, into the things that we want to build. And we might sometimes leave our people behind. But we need to find a good balance to marry between the two. How are we connecting with our people at an individual level to the point that we bring out the best, the best in them? And we bring this excitement in them that they also want to put in their hands, their hearts, and pour all that they are into building this vision that you keep talking about, this vision that you're so excited about. At this point, it's very crucial that you understand the tipping point of every member of your team. And that is how you drive results. So, ladies and gentlemen, these are the five buttons that I've been speaking about. We had the red button. This is attacking your people when they don't do the things that you want them to do. We have the yellow button. This is about attacking yourself. You're packed with self-doubt. And then the imposter syndrome creeps in. And then we have the green button. This is where you wait. It's good, but there should also be a good measure of it. Too much waiting also is not very good. And then we have the blue button. This allows you to detect and see your boundaries, but also allows you to see the atmosphere and know what is going on. And then finally, we have the purple button. And this is about connecting with your team. 
Once we connect, that's when we can drive results. And this is what leadership is all about. And this is how one at a time, as business leaders, as political leaders, as intellectual elites, we can drive results in our continent and build the Africa that we see. Thank you, Eagles. And this marks the first episode of the second season of the Eagles Channel. See you next time.